Welcome everyone to episode 2 of Fandom Phantoms. In today's episode, I'll be discussing Aladdin, both the 1992 animated version and the 2019 live action version. According to IMDb, Aladdin is described as a movie about a kind-hearted street urchin and a power-hungry grand vizier vie for a magic lamp that has the power to make their deepest wishes come true. Now that we know what the movie's about, let me just start off with my thoughts on 1992's Aladdin. Watching this movie was a huge trip down memory lane. The animation is a bit dated, but that's to be expected from a movie that's older than I am. There's some use of CG, which is very noticeable since the rest of the world has a flatter 2D animation style. Although, something that really surprised me was how fast-paced this movie was. There's rarely a time to take a breather in between scenes, but you don't necessarily need to. Speaking of in between scenes, the score is really well done. Every song in between scenes is magical. Now, some things that stood out to me that I didn't quite remember from when I was a kid was Abu's an elephant for a good chunk of the movie. Ever since Prince Ali, when the genie first makes Abu into an elephant, he sticks to that elephant all the way until Jafar's reprise of Prince Ali, which I think is a great way to bring it full circle, but it really stood out like Abu's a monkey, but for a good chunk of the movie, I would argue Abu's more of an elephant than a monkey. Now, something else that stood out was I didn't remember how creepy old man Jafar really is. Like, when he tries to trick Aladdin into the going into the Cave of Wonders, just the character design is really well done. The voice, the teeth, everything about that character really gives off this creepy old man vibe, which I think is exactly what they were going for, and they nailed it to a T. That's something I really wish they would have kept in the live-action version, because we never really get to see Jafar... Be creepy. He's menacing. He's scary. But not really creepy. Now, let's get into something I really didn't enjoy. And that's the fact that Jasmine and Genie are side characters. Now, I get it. It's Aladdin story. It's The movie is titled Aladdin. But Jasmine is almost not involved in the movie. She has a couple scenes here and there. But she doesn't really have a big song. She really only sings for... Um, a whole new world and her character development is really just I'm a princess I don't want to get married dad won't listen to me I met this guy okay now I want to get married and that's pretty much it that's her story in the 1992 version at least and genie he's really just a comedic effect and a way to show that Aladdin is truly the diamond in the rough because he understands Aladdin's true character and he trusts Aladdin and actually becomes a friend with Aladdin. But other than that, Genie almost serves no purpose in the story either. It's like, it's a means to the end. It's, he's there for them to have some sort of convenience, but that's about it, which is a little disappointing. 
Now, the Sultan acts like a scared child throughout all of this. And it's disappointing because a Sultan should be powerful, which is something they do change in the new one, where the Sultan really does put Jafar in his place, which is why Jafar gets this disdain for the Sultan. But in this original version, it's more like Jafar has the power, and the Sultan just kind of has the title. But Jafar is controlling the Sultan. The Sultan, whenever Jafar is around, is kind of squirmish, like, please don't hurt me, Jafar. So it's like, it's not the vibe I was expecting, but it's the vibe we got. Now, that we've dealt with the Sultan, Robin Williams is outstanding as the genie. And I can see why Disney was like, no matter what, we need to get him. And why they put him front and center for marketing. Even if Robin Williams was like, don't do that. I don't want to be bigger than 25% of the marketing. Like, nope, don't use my voice for toys. None of that. Don't want you to compete against my other movies. Which caused a strain in their relationship. But something that I wish they would have stopped Robin Williams from doing is the wah wah wah. It's really weird. It's ear shattering. I I get that Robin Williams wanted Friend Like Me to be his own song. And so he kind of fired the orchestra and Disney was like, yep, go for it. You make your own trumpet noises. But it's like, no, they that's something that the live action version did not allow. They actually had trumpets, an orchestra, and that version of the song is a thousand times better because of it. It's like, even if Will Smith's singing isn't the strongest, the actual music during that song pounds this version to the ground. There's not even a comparison. And it's, it's just because the music in this version isn't music. It's, it's literally a guy saying, wah, 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 wah. And it's like, eh. I, I think that's something they should have stopped and been like, look, we want you, but we hired trumpet players for a reason. Let's keep the music aspect in this musical. So that, that's something I wish would not have gone through. But overall, I think this movie is still a great watch. Even if the animation's a bit outdated, even if it has its problems here and there, like Jasmine not being a prominent character, stuff like that. But I digress. I think this movie is still really worth the watch. Even all these years later. Now let's fast forward to the 2019 version. Which is a live action version. Now live action Disney movies have had their problems. But I think this is exactly what the Disney live action series needed. Guy Ritchie's Aladdin treads in between. Copying the movie scene for scene. So it pays homage to a lot of scenes, has a lot of the same things, similar to Beauty and the Beast, where Beauty and the Beast is very much the same movie, just not done as well. But this one also changes things to create a different movie, similar to Maleficent, where Maleficent is an all-original story. I think these live-action remakes need to learn from Aladdin, and they need to blend this. Don't go full Maleficent. Don't make full-on new stories and call it the same. 
I think Maleficent does great for what it is, which is an original story. But if they called Maleficent Sleeping Beauty, then I don't think it would work the same. Similarly, don't try to recreate shot for shot the same movie. You're just not going to succeed because the fans that you're targeting there are the nostalgic ones who, no matter what you do, the new version will never be as good as their original version. So you have to find that balance. And I think Guy Ritchie really did. It provides enough information about things that we didn't necessarily know as opposed to the original. And I felt it's more of an important ensemble piece when compared to the original. The original really focuses on Aladdin's story, but this one is pretty even across the board. Jasmine is finally given a prominent role, which I think is super important in this day and age. Like, not just having her be the person who's married. She makes a comment about not being a prize in the first one, but in a way she almost is. Whereas in this one, she very is her own character. She stands for herself. She fights back. She's given her own song, which is called Speechless, which after watching the original is a cool little tie to the original. Because in the original, she has a throwaway line about how they just want her to be speechless. So tying that back is a, a nice little nod, I would say. In this one, instead of the Sultan being a dumb child who just allows Jasmine to marry whoever she wants, they have the Sultan finally see Jasmine as more of an equal and is like, when I'm not going to change the rules. Instead, I'm going to give you the power of Sultan and let you decide to change the law in order to be married to Aladdin. Another key difference between this version and the animated version is the fact that this version felt more like a musical in the sense that it has large dance numbers during songs like Prince Ali and the Bollywood-style dance between the prince and the princesses. Something that blew my mind was they even take a musical-style walk during the end reprise of Friend Like Me. Now, as someone who likes musical theater, that was really cool. They don't do a bow, obviously, but they walk down in their pairs like they would if this was a real Broadway show. The singing as a whole is really well done. Will Smith, in my opinion, is not that strong of a singer, but he's a great rapper. So when they introduce that rap element, it's really well done. And once they throw the ensemble alongside him, like in Arabian Nights, it's a bit rough in the beginning, but towards the end when the ensemble is singing and they tune up his voice, it really works and brings it all together. However, no one compares to the goosebumps that emerge when I first heard Naomi Scott start singing the new original song, Speechless. I just could not get enough. That has clearly been added to my playlist and is almost a daily listen, honestly. Overall, I thought all the actors really brought the heat and their acting chops to this movie. If this is what the future live action movies are, I'm here for it. 
I think this is a great version to show people as they're Aladdin. Because we also have to remember, for some kids, this will be their Aladdin. For me, my Aladdin, the one that I grew up with, is always going to be the 1992 version. But for some kids, this is the very first time they've seen this story be told. And I think it does a great job. I don't think we're going to get live-action versions of the straight-to-home video sequels. But I honestly wouldn't mind. I know those stories aren't as well developed, but I think with this cast and this storytelling adding enough extra elements, they could polish up the second and third movie and make them their own versions and create a live action trilogy with Aladdin. Now, personally, I enjoyed the new version better than, a, than the original, but I think both are excellent movies. Some differences I noticed was the original really seems to focus on the Cave of Wonders and discovering the diamond in the rough. Whereas the live action version seems to just kind of go over it briefly. It's like, this is a thing, this is happening, and let's move on. Whereas the original really spends a good chunk of Jafar having to collect these artifacts in order to find the Cave of Wonders and then finding out who the diamond in the rough is, stuff like that. But I think the live-action version really makes up for it because in the original, Jafar's motives are very much the fact that he wants to find this lamp. He is going to stop at nothing to get the treasure from the Cave of Wonders. Whereas in the live-action version, yes, he is doing that, but I think his motives are more that he's tired of being second place. He's always been second place. And he's so close to that power of Sultan, but the Sultan reminds him and keeps shoving him down like, no, you are below me. You are not my equal. And I think that new motive is a bit stronger than just, I want to be the most powerful wizard. This new motive, although similar, just seems to develop more background into his character. Now... That's not the only thing the movie fixes, honestly. It actually makes the genie the storyteller, something fans theorized but wasn't really confirmed until 2015 in an interview. And you figure now, though, it's embedded in the story that the genie is the storyteller. Now, they also changed the fact that something when rewatching the original that kind of was a blunder to me was. Jasmine sees Aladdin, no hat, just in different clothes, and is like, I don't recognize him. She kind of gets the sense that I know you, you're the street boy, but she kind of brushes it off until he says, do you trust me? Now, in the movie, they change this by saying, oh, it's genie magic. Genie magic makes it so you can't notice, which I think is a great little fix. Doesn't change the movie at all, really, but it's a nice little addition, nice little piece of storytelling that really makes it more realistic. And that's something that I think is huge. The live-action version is realistic. Yes, it still takes place in this magical world, but I think it is more grounded and more realistic than the animated version, which it should be. Live-action, real people... 
should be grounded whereas animated should be about this fantasy magic what can we show off type of thing now new version of a whole new world should have been called a whole new agraba because we don't really leave agraba we travel through the different deserts and that's about it which makes sense because budget wise you don't want all these different sets for a one-off story for a one-off piece you you want to use things you already have throw on some cg stuff like that but that's definitely a huge noticeable difference whereas in the animated version a whole new world really does go through the world now my favorite change is probably jasmine getting a song and being treated as main character even if it cost jafar his great solo i wish they would have kept his solo in but whatever they made changes it's fine now they also took out the meiji look line at the end i think it's a really weird line so i'm glad they did i understand it has something to do with robin williams older films where there is another movie he did where his last line is the made you look line which maybe in that movie it makes sense but in this one it's weird because you're looking at a moon and then it reveals that it's his face and he's like haha made you look but it's like what no you didn't it's not like i was looking over here and then you tricked me it's like it just felt very childish and out of place so i'm glad they decided to take that out when remaking the movie Now, something that was really weird, but could be true, is the fact that the Sultan is based on who is wearing the clothes. In the animated version, the genie strips the Sultan and gives his clothes to Jafar, and that's what makes him Sultan, which is weird to me. And it's similar in this movie, where he Jafar gets these new clothes, and that's what makes him the Sultan. Which, maybe that's how it works. I, I don't know. So that's why it's more of a that's weird than a that's bad type of thing. Now another nitpicky weird thing I noticed in the animated version was Aladdin and Abu steal this watermelon looking thing. But it's not really a watermelon even though it's green and has black stripes like a watermelon does. It's actually a coconut based on how they eat it and what's inside. Because they split it in half and it's very like milky in the middle as opposed to like red like a watermelon would be. I don't know if that was a culture thing or something they changed. But it just stood out to me. Now something that I really want to bring into Phantom Fandom is... More fan elements. So part of being a fan is knowing weird trivia about these movies, right? So let's get into some Aladdin trivia. The 1992 version has a budget of about $28 million and was able to earn $504.1 million in the box office with a runtime of one hour and 31 minutes. That's ridiculous. It's it's one of the highest it was one of the highest grossing movies at the time, which is incredible and just kind of shows what kind of story it is. 
Now, 2019's version is a significant two hours and nine minutes, putting it about 30 minutes longer than the original. Although it doesn't really feel long, and I feel like the 30 minutes were needed because that's what gave these characters that extra oomph, that extra background story, that extra motivation. That's what let Jasmine be more in the forefront, I think. So I appreciate the extra 30 minutes. Now, it had a budget of $183 million, and as of June 9th, it has earned $607.6 million worldwide. So I think it's safe to say that both are commercial successes. It is based off the Arabic folktale Aladdin's Wonderful Lamp from 1001 Nights. Now something that is pretty common knowledge is the fact that Robin Williams improvised a lot, which allowed Disney to have over 16 hours worth of content. However, something that might not be as well known is that this is also the reason the script was rejected for a Best Adapted Screenplay Academy Award nomination. So, as great as Robin Williams is, I'm sure Disney's a little spiteful because of that. You know, they probably want more awards, but I digress. The movie is well regarded, so I feel like they made their money. They don't really care. Now, something that I found out was that Jasmine was originally supposed to be a spoiled brat that wanted to marry only the riches of princes. Although, it meant we missed out on the song Call Me and Princess, which I wonder what that song would have been about. I'm really glad they decided to nix that idea, because I feel like it would have changed the film into something it's not, and I don't think it would have been as powerful. So I'm really, really glad, even if it means we missed out on that song, that they decided to just throw it out. Because eventually, we got Speechless, and I think Speechless is a wonderful song, so, you know, no bad blood there. Now, finally, I just wanted to give a shout out to the slower version of A Whole New World during the credits in both versions. I thought this was something they did for the new live action movie, bringing in famous singer Zayn to sing A Whole New World. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's, it's a really well done version, and it's one of my favorite versions. But then when I rewatch Aladdin, the 1992 version, they have a whole new world slowed down in the credits, and I was like, oh, so they were just paying homage. That's really cool. I did not realize there was a slower version of a whole new world, and that version is honestly some of my favorite. It probably goes... I don't know. It's, it's tough, because Naomi Scott really is a talented singer, and so her version with Mena Massad really really brings it up a level so it's it's tough to decide which version is better when it comes to a whole new world now a video I really enjoyed and think you should check out is where Nick I'm probably gonna butcher this Petra sings a whole new world. It's from 2007, so it's a bit old, but it's still good. I'll include the link in the description. 
and that's all about what I want to share when it comes to the video because there's there's a surprise twist in there that I don't think people are expecting that I recently found out about so other than that thank you guys for watching this episode of fandom phantoms and I can't wait to discuss more fandoms with you guys in future episodes. Catch you guys later.